Okay, okay. I'm sorry, guys. I, I started a podcast a few minutes ago, and I was in that room, and I started to just go in, right? The spirit just was moving already. And I looked up, and I noticed that it was the wrong title. It was the title from last week. Don't know how that happened. Technology, right? But we're here, and we're breaking free. Today is Freedom Friday, where it's all things freedom. That is the whole purpose of today's um, episode. That's the whole purpose, really, of this podcast. God desires for us to walk in the freedom that Christ died for us to have. Christ did not shed his blood on Calvary. He did not be nailed, pierced, beat, have a crown of thorns put on his head, be be um, whipped with a cat of nine tails, right? Have his flesh ripped out. He, he, and he took everything that we deserve in our sinful nature and he took it and he bore it all and he, and he nailed it to the cross and he conquered it, right? He went down and he, and he preached to those that were in hell, right? He preached to those who were in Abraham's bosom, right? He preached to those who were down in, 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 in the darkness and then he came up and he rose up on the third day with all power in his hands he has the keys of life and death so he did not do all of that for us to stay in, in perpetual cycles of bondage so God's desire it is your portion freedom is your per- portion as a daughter of God freedom is your portion as a saint as a son, freedom is your portion. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, when you're baptized by the Holy Spirit, when you enter into the family and you have the adoption, right? The Bible says in the Romans that we have that we have the spirit of adoption for we cry out, Abba, Father. He's our Father. We've been adopted. Do you know what that means to be adopted? And any if anybody has have adopted children or been adopted in their life, you understand that's literally like you are now being grafted into a new family. Now you are a part of this family. Yes, you may have had a family prior to, but you are a part of a new family in the body of Christ. You now have the blood of Jesus, which binds you to to the kingdom of heaven, to the Lord, and to the inheritance that comes in Christ Jesus, which is freedom which is freedom so god desires for us to be free so i believe he put it on my heart today just to do a a podcast on freedom i'm gonna probably pray i'm gonna let the holy spirit lead me but i know for sure that it is god's desire for us not to be in perpetual cycles of bondage but for us to walk in the freedom because christ came that we shall be free he set the captives free and we are free indeed amen and so um, we're about to go ahead. Thank you, um, Zion, for joining the room. I appreciate you. We're about to get started. If anybody's wondering, the song that I was playing in the background is God's Not Done With You by Tori and Wells. Because how many of us know that sometimes life can just happen in such a way that we feel forsaken or we feel like we can't hear God or we feel like we're disconnected because we're in a valley and we're in a fire or we're in a, you know, we're in a storm and we're crying out to God and we're praying and all of these things. But sometimes it don't seem like God is speaking. We can't hear him. We can't sense him. And so we got to understand that no matter if we don't feel like God's there, he's there because we know he's omniscient. He's omnipresent, right? 
And so we thank um, God for being um, with us and not forsaking us, according to Joshua's what one and five. He'll never leave nor forsake us. And so we, no matter if you feel forsaken, you're not forsaken. And sometimes that's what bondage do. It'll keep you. It'll keep you feeling as though you're forsaken, like God is not there, like God doesn't want you, like God is angry at you, like God, you know, it won't accept you. And then you, you'll, you'll be, you'll start being bombarded with all of these, you know, these, um, these tormenting thoughts and guilt and shame. But today, my prayer is that sets you free today in Jesus' name, amen. So welcome, welcome, welcome all. Welcome to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we are redefining a, a woman's worth. I'm your host, Janelle Renee, and today is Freedom Fridays, all things freedom. You guys are always welcome to um, comment, to um some can call in um, and we're able to just go ahead and flow and allow the Holy Spirit to um, move and to minister to us and um, that change will break off. Right. And so today, um, just when I'm thinking about freedom, because I understand what it's like to be bound. I know what it's like to be a Christian and even be um, struggling with sin and almost feeling bound. Hi, Mary. Um, by um fornication by masturbation and pornography i know what that's like right to love the lord with all my heart amen to truly love god and truly just really want to please him and 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 live my life for him and 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 truly try to honor him with my life but i have this struggle and so to, in today's episode, we're, as we always do, we keep it hot here on the Purity After Promiscuity podcast. We keep it honest, open, and transparent because this is a safe place. Because how many of us know you can't do this thing alone? You're not meant to do it on your own. That's a, that's a tactic of the enemy to isolate you, to make you feel like, you know, you can just keep stress. You have to keep, you know, um, struggling in silence or that you can keep, you can handle it on your own. Because the Bible tells us that, you know, we confess our sins one to another, that we show pray for one another and be healed so if we don't know how to really utilize the tools and the weapons that we have like it shine light on those dark places in a safe place we'll continue to be in that bondage we'll continue to you know be bound to whatever the sin is or the habit or the hang-up is and so today we're exposing the enemy for what he is he is a liar and a father of lies and there is no truth in him so it doesn't matter, sister, what you're struggling with today. God is able to set you free. I don't care how long you've been doing it. I don't care how long you've been struggling with it. I don't care how, you know, strong the appetite is. It does not matter. I don't care what type of addiction it is, what type of habit it is, what type of hang up it is. It does not matter. God can and will set you free. He has done it for me. And I know if he's done it for me, he will do it for you. And so I have been given this assignment because I understand what it's like to be bound but i also know what it's like to be on the other side and be free from a thing amen and because like i said i was bound by um fornication i was bound by my masturbation and pornography for decades no exaggeration for decades like at least three at least three almost three decades um from a child just based on things that happened to me i've talked about it in previous podcasts so i won't go into detail but i was molested as a child and i was molested uh fondled again and then even as an adult i was raped and so there are so many things that really begin to uh just just to set the stage for bondage right because again the trick of the enemy is to just constantly sow seeds and get you 
in a place where he those seeds begin to take root so the moment you encounter some kind of trauma or se sexual abuse or maybe you're just exposed or eye gates are exposed i remember being a child even after i was molested and we me and my um, cousin stumbled across porn in a family's um home again having our eye gates open right to something so explicit something you know that was just what we shouldn't have been exposing our eye gates to because we know ear gates and eye gates those are the gateways to our soul our soul being our mind our will and our intellect or our, our emotions right so now you got the image of sex not you know what i mean so now you have this illicit image of this sexual activity in your mind now it's beginning to take root in your mind and next thing you know you, you start wanting to see it again and it just kind of it's, it's like a domino effect and that's normally how bondage starts. It starts little by little. It normally ain't just one boom, one thing, and then you just bound. Normally, it's just kind of like the enemy. It's almost like he just baits you. He just constantly is baiting you, whether you know it or not. He's constantly doing things. And in the moment, you know, we are engaging in something, or sometimes we're not willing participants. Like being molested, you know, being abused, you know, being um, violated. You're not a willing participant. But even though you're not willing, the fact that it happened it still will um, open you up to have a seed to go in or have the door to be open for the enemy to come and exploit it. And that's what he does because he, he's, he's here come to kill, steal, and destroy. But how many know that Christ came to set us free and those that he said free are free indeed. So I'm here to tell you, sister, you're free. You don't have to feel free. Many a days when I was still in the midst of the battle, of struggling with this with with um masturbation and pornography it was so many times that i really just didn't feel like i was free but this is the thing about it you know the bible tells us that we walk by faith and not by sight and so the first thing you got to do when you are walking when you truly are free you got to change renew your mind you got to know in your mind you're free because the blood the blood made you free christ his sacrifice on the cross made you free. Every lash that he took with that cat of nine tails made you free, right? Then when he was pierced and his blood and water came out, that made you free. When he was nailed, that made you free. When he was crucified, right? When he hung and he took his last breath and he said, it is finished. That made you free. So you got to know in your mind that despite what the what your body is saying, despite what your what your circumstances is saying, despite what the enemy might be saying, sister, you are free. You're free because the authority that you have been given in Christ Jesus, the Bible tells us that he paid our debt certificate. So we've been redeemed. That means we've bought we've been bought back, right? We've been put back in right standing with God. We have now been justified. God appeased his own anger because of our own our sinful nature because we're all born in sin but he came and he came down in the form of man and he was fully man and fully God and he appeased his own anger he became a sacrifice so you're free so the first thing you got to do sisters you got to know you got to re renew your mind you got to start thinking free like you free you guys because so whatever so a man thinketh, so is he when you constantly think and meditate find every scripture in the word that talks about you, you being free talks about how god has already brought the brought you out how he's already delivered the children of israel out of the land of bondage in the place of slavery talk, talk about how the blood is paid for your death certificate talk about how you know christ came to set the captives free and those he said free are free indeed fight every scripture and begin to meditate on it begin to really take that in and allow it to get into your soul and so you can start thinking free so your mindset can become free so you got to renew your mind because what bondage do 
like just think about it if any of us know about um harriet tubman um she is one of our um heroic women in history who um is known for the underground railroad and setting captives free right and one thing that she said is she could have set more free if they would have known they were slaves because you got to understand that what bondage does and what it's intended to do is create it's intended to alter your natural mindset your natural way of thinking right your natural um thought process right it begins to start making you think bondage you start think bound you start thinking limited you start thinking you know lack you start feeling like oh you know you hear people who in certain situations and circumstances in their life and they may say stuff like oh things ain't gonna never change or i've been this way or i've dealt with this for this long or you know i i don't even know why i'm even trying because nothing good ever happens and you know when it rains it pours and you know all of these things that these are word curses some that we speak over ourselves so a lot of the times it ain't got to be someone else doing it because what happens is when your mind begins to be altered and your now your thought process has changed now your mindset has changed now the person don't have to physically bind you no more now you bind yourself because you're bounding your mind this is why a lot of men come on now if you have any loved ones if you have someone you know personally who has been in prison and they even have done like long extended um time in prison they even can become free right they can get set free but if you even know a person you know that even though they're physically free mentally they're not free and then we'll hear a term called institutionalized where they still are functioning like they in prison even though they free and you would think like that don't make sense because the fact remains is if you're not rehabilitated or renewed if your mind isn't renewed if you are not unlearning things and relearning things all you're going to do is be physically free but be mentally bound and see that's why i believe a lot of us christians have been struggling and as much as we love god with all our heart mind soul and strength as much as we desire to please god and we want to live holy lives we allow ourselves to stay in place is a bondage because we 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 have been given the keys we've been given the tools like jesus came and he unlocked the door so we're no longer bound in in spiritually but sometimes we're still bound physically because we have not renewed our mind because that's what that's why that that book by um you know it's a very popular book called battlefield of the mind right because that's where it all starts that's where the enemy seeks to really you know capture you and keep you held and hostage in your mind because he understands that if he can keep you captive and held hostage in your thoughts and in your mind and in your perception of yourself that uh, you're going to speak that and he understands that words have power because god was he's a spirit speaking being he spoke and there was in, in the beginning in genesis he said let there be and there was and we are made in his image and in his likeness that means we have that same ability to speak and it happens and and so what the enemy understands is if I can change your, if I can alter your mindset, if I can, you know, pervert your thought process and I can get you to start thinking bound and start, you know, uh, and start uh, meditating on being bound, then eventually I'm going to be able to get you start speaking, speaking bound. And what you're going to eventually do is keep yourself bound because you're going to constantly speak death over yourself in life. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. So breaking free today, we're breaking off that mindset, that mindset of bondage, that mindset of slavery since you free.
I don't care what it looks like. The Bible tells us in Romans 3, let God be true and all men be a liar. So every person that is speaking against what the word of God says, then they're lying. Your situation is lying. If your situation is telling you that you bound, it's a liar because God is true and Christ came to set you free. And so if he set you free, you free indeed. You already free. Now you got to, now in your mind, you got to begin to believe you're free. Because see, normally we only respond or we only um, act out of what we believe. So if you don't believe you're free, that's why you don't talk like you're free. That's why you don't walk like you're free. That's why you don't even have an expectation to be free because you don't believe you're free. Amen. Because I remember being, I mean, in that place where I got was like, okay, I'm done with masturbation. I'm done with pornography. I'm done with this demon. I'm done with this monster, this insatiable appetite that think it's going to continue to dominate and control me to get me to do things that I really don't want to do. Because that's what happens when you are in an addiction. Because I was in an addiction. When you're, when you have an addiction, that thing has begun to take over. You're no longer in control. And the, and the, the, the interesting thing is we deceive ourselves into believing we in control. And you will hear people say, I can stop if I want to. And so like, those are things again, how the enemy subtly just manipulates your mind and deceives you. Because if you really could stop, because a lot of times we want to stop. We say that because we know we can't stop, but we don't want to say that. So we don't want to admit we are addicted. We don't want to admit that we don't have control. We don't want to admit that this thing is bigger than us. We don't, especially as a believer. Come on now. Because I think that being a Christian can sometimes cause people to be so imbalanced in their thinking. Like we either too, too overly spiritual or we're too carnal. And like there's not a really good balance, right? And so a lot of times because we assume or even maybe taught that if you're a Christian you should not be sinning you should not be struggling with sin you should not be you know bad you, you should not still you know have this appetite and desire you know all of these things that they um, sometimes out of context um, may teach us or we may even assume based on the word if we don't have understanding that's why the Bible tells us in Proverbs wisdom is the principal thing right you want to be you want to get wisdom but in all that getting get understanding because what good is wisdom if you don't understand it amen this is why a lot of people are bound because yes they have the revelation that that Christ came to set them free to have the revelation that the blood was the atonement. The lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. So every time the Israelites had to go be, and the priests had to go into the, into the, into the Holy of Holies, into the temple, and they had to go and offer up a sacrifice to atone for the sins of themselves first, because they couldn't be, um, would not in right standing or they would die um in order for them to even go on behalf of the people they had to, to get atoned for and then they had to go and atone for the people and and blood had to be shed there had to be a sacrifice given right and so god decided that 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 system that way was no longer um it was no longer effective so that's why the new covenant came in and we're under grace so a lot of us have a revelation that we are under grace and that we are saved by grace through faith right we have that understanding we understand that christ died that we don't have to you know we're not held accountable or we don't have to accept the punishment of our own sinful actions right a lot of us have a, a, that revelation that christ came to set us free that the blood has already ransomed us we have been bought back from the kingdom of darkness we have been brought out of the darkness into the lord's marvelous light a lot of us have that revelation but what a lot of us don't have the wisdom to implement it 
Amen. A lot of a lot of us don't have the wisdom to implement it. And so when we don't have the wisdom to implement it, we spend a lot of time and energy dealing with the fruit of a thing and not dealing with the root of a thing. And so for me, I started trying to battle and fight and 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 constantly was, you know, engaging the fruit of the masturbation or pornography. I really wasn't dealing with the root of how did it even get there? How did it come to this? What happened in my life? Where's the open door? Where did this start from? You know, what what need is it meeting? You know, what what am I getting from it? You know, like it's so much deeper than just this this sin, right? It's so much deeper than this 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 act. It is why is this? Where is this coming from? Something's feeding it, fueling it, and this is why you you in a perpetual state of bondage. And it applies to anything. Your 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 bondage don't have to have been fornication or masturbation, pornography like me. Your bondage bondage can be overeating your bondage can be lying your bondage can be you know um you know you don't you're, you're rebellious you don't honor your mother your father you know your your bondage can be you know uh whatever it's it's it doesn't matter you know your addiction can be anything it don't have to just be drugs and alcohol it can it can be sex it can be shopping it, it, it can be you know you're addicted to attention like we it's so many different things that take us from God and become idols in our lives and they begin to control and drive our lives. But how many of us know that the anointing breaks the yoke, right? If you don't know what a yoke is, it's like it was like a, a, a it was like a um it was an object that was made out of a large piece of wood and then it would have like this these um like metal pieces that look like a horseshoe or look like a U and that's what the the oxen's neck would go through that little metal piece and the the wood is what would bind them or keep them together so they would yoke a large oxen to a younger oxen weaker oxen in order to train the weaker oxen to behave oh my goodness <laughs> to behave and to um mimic the be the mimic the what the older oxen was doing and so the and so they knew that they couldn't just they couldn't just think that the younger oxen was just going to follow suit. So what they had to do, they had to bind them together with the yoke, right? And so now the younger oxen is forced to do what the older oxen is doing. And if, and even against his will. And yeah, for a while, the younger oxen may put up a fight. But the bigger oxen is, is so big and it's so strong. It has so much experience, right? It has been doing it so long that it can't overpower it. So eventually it just gives up and fall in line and just starts going going right along and, and going in the same direction and, and emulating the same behavior. But that's what that bondage do. That's what that, that root of sin do in our life. That thing we get yoked to, we get yoked to some demon. We get yoked to some evil spirit. We get yoked to some generational curse. We get yoked to some principality and that thing been some of us you know i know me the generational curses in my life they've been they've been dominating um you know through my bloodline for generations so now that it became my it became uh, my responsibility to go and try to break that thing off of my life for me and my children and the rest of my descendants. It became, you know, my responsibility to break the generational curse. But that thing was huge because that thing had been gaining momentum and it had been devouring my people in my family. And it had been being fed over so long that by the time I now I got to deal with it, that thing is was was it was quite large. But he who was in me is greater. 
than he that is in the world. See, that's what that mindset got to come in because what you're up against is going to seem insurmountable. What you're up against is going to seem impossible. What you're up against is going to seem like that thing is too big, it's too strong. And of course, it's not going to be easy. I'm not going to tell you today. Yes, it's easy because Christ did it. He did the heavy lifting. What we got to do is implement and enforce with the authority we've been given that no devil, you got to get back. We, I'm free. No generational curse. You got to get back. I'm free. No, no addiction. You got to get back. I'm free. No negative wrong mindset. You got to get back. I'm free. No rebellion. You got to get back. I'm free. No unforgiveness. You got to get back. I'm free. No, you know, you got to, you got to take authority. You got to speak to that thing. You got to declare out of your mouth. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I bind this generational curse of, of, of perversion and fornication. I bind, you got to begin to use your weapons and take authority, but that's where the wisdom come in. Because yes, you can have the revelation. You can have the wisdom that you free, but now you need the understanding of how to enforce that, that you're enforcing in the spirit, right? And so a lot of us don't realize that even things as, as what we can consider is subtle as unforgiveness, anger, resentment, right? You know, just these things that we harbor in our heart because someone's hurt us, because someone let us down, because someone rejected and abandoned us. And we hold on to this, to, to these aughts and we hold on to these grudges, right? And then you, I ain't gonna never talk to them more. I don't care. You know, when we say things like, I, I don't care if they die. I ain't even gonna go to their funeral. You know, we speak all of these things and we don't understand. We come in agreement with the enemy and we're releasing our words out of our mouth, which are going to go do what we tell them to do because the Lord said that his words don't return to him void, that they do Everything he pleases to do. So everything he tell them to do, they do it. And if we are created in his image and we are in his likeness, every time we speak something, our words have the same assignment to go do what we say. Even when we heartbroken. Come on, because we're going to get free today. Because I know some of us are desiring to be married. Married. I don't even know. This This must be Holy Spirit because I won't even go in here. But I know a lot of us are desiring to be married, right? Some of us are believing in our heart for our God or day spouses. Some of us have literally have her God tell us that you know we are getting married and telling us that we are entering into our season of marriage but it seemed like it, everything in our life is is counterproductive to that word because we ain't, ain't it's like ain't it's like you're invisible ain't nobody checking for you ain't nobody even trying to you know pursue you you know you ain't got you don't see no type of relationship on the horizon you'd have been single four and five six seven eight nineteen years you know you've been abstinent you've been doing everything you supposed to do you know and honoring the word of god but yet and still it seems like relationships or men or even uh and not even all men because then the ones who do pursue you they are the ones that ain't christians or are are fake christians or you know they just are sent on from assignment from the enemy they're counterfeits you know or they're just not the right one because everything every, every person not bad right everything ain't bad but just because a person is good don't mean they're good for you and see when you don't have a mindset of bondage when you don't have a mindset that keeps you in a place of desperation you're able to see clearly and recognize with with your with your clear eyes to know that yes you might be a good guy yes you may even be a christian yes you know you may you know have a lot of things going for you but you still ain't the one for me because we still always got to go to god because every good opportunity is not a god opportunity but you don't understand how to discern that if you don't have a renewed mind. So the Lord is saying a lot of us are 
we're desiring marriage. He even said marriage is in our marriage is in the plans. It's his plans that he has for you. That's for a hope and a future and not for destruction and to bring you to an expected end. Right. A part of that plan is God is marriage. He desires covenant for us. He desires to see us be in partnership. Right. He desires to see us become one. And so we are able now to go forth and fulfill the assignment that we have, not just as individuals in the earth, but now as a couple, now as a partnership, now as a unit. Because in Ecclesiastes, it tells us that two gets a good reward for their labor. Three strand cord is not easily broken. When you have God in the center, you can't be easily broken. But no, so we, we desire heart and, and that desire is true and it's of God. But it seemed like everything in our life it, it, it's, it's, it's just not adding up. It's not lining up to that word. And a lot of that is because things we've spoken over our life. Some of our bondages are self-induced bondages. <laughs> My Lord. Some of our bondages are self-induced bondages because we've spoke word curses over ourselves. So it ain't got to be about a witch, a warlock. It ain't got to be about a sorcerer. It ain't got to be about an enemy. It ain't got to be about the, about, you know, the devil. It don't got to be about demons. None of that. Sometimes we just put our own selves in bondage because we speak out of our emotions. Because we speak out of our places of pain. Because we say things after we got our heart broken with, I'm never loving again. We say things like, I ain't never going to let another man get close to me, or all men are dogs, or I, I ain't never going to marry. You know, we speak and I, I, I renounce and, and, and denounce and break the covenant and, and every word that I even spoke right now, even in just an example, because I don't want my words to go and create that. However, when you don't have the revelation and the understanding that what you say is what you're going to see, because that's why the Bible says, speak things that are not as though they were. So no matter how much your life may look like ain't nobody checking for you how much it may look like you ain't even seeing a relationship on the horizon no matter how much it may not look like you ain't gonna get married no time soon you speak things that are not as though they were so you declare the word of god that the Lord said it's not good for a man to be alone. He who findeth the wife findeth a good thing. And find and, and he finds favor with the Lord. A capable wife is a crown to her husband's head, right? You begin to speak the word. I'm a suitable, I'm a suitable helper to my husband. Because God said he had to make a helper suitable for Adam or Adam, right? So you got to speak the word. Wives, submit unto your own husbands as unto the Lord, right? You speak the word. You speak things that are not as though they were. So why would the Bible tell us to speak it? The Bible did not say go create things that are not as though they were. It says go speak it. Why? Because there is so much power in your mouth and your tongue. This is why the enemy likes to keep people enslaved in their mind and in bondage with shame and guilt and fear. Because he, if he can stifle you and paralyze you with fear, he knows that he got your mouth bound. You will not speak. You're not going to decree a thing. You're not going to declare a thing. You're not going to expose him for who he is and tell and to someone you trust and confess your sin to your sister in Christ so that y'all can pray and that bondage can be broken because see sin thrives in darkness sin thrives in darkness that's why the bible says where there is light darkness cannot be what is light light is truth light is you know light is god his glory right light is you know when we are speaking the word so when we begin to confess and expose the enemy even in our own lives that's bringing light to it so now i know how to pray for you sis 
Now I know how to intercede for you. Now I know how to go, you know, and petition God on your behalf. But see, if I don't know because you want to keep it hidden, right, then I can't come alongside of you. And the Bible tells us about the benefit of numbers, that there is power in numbers, that two can put a thousand, one, I mean, excuse me, that one can put a thousand of flight, but two can put ten thousands. So there's power in numbers. And you got to understand that the opposition ain't just going to lay down and let you get free. You're free indeed, but you got to enforce your freedom on the kingdom of darkness because, see, they're intrusive. Right. And they'll try to cross lines and they'll try to, you know, um, do things illegal if you if you let them. That's why the Bible says, you know, a person if a person, you know, is stealing because they're hungry. But even if they steal it because they're hungry, if they're caught, the thief is caught. He has to repay. Right. See, so the thief has to be caught because a lot of times things are being stolen because, see, some of us are our, our blessings are being stolen some of us you know that marriage is being stolen some of us that breakthrough is being stolen some of us that opportunity is being stolen some of us you know all the thing that we desire and we waiting on God for and we're we're waiting in faith and we're believing God for see those things are being stolen not because God don't want it for you yes you heard right when he told you he was gonna bless you yes you heard right when he told you you was about to enter into your season yes he, you heard him right but see you didn't just hear him so did the kingdom of darkness So with breaking free, you got to enforce your freedom, but you got to already believe in your mind you free. Because you have a different type of authority when you know you free. You have a different type of swag when you know you when you know you free. You don't you're not playing. You're not going with timidity. You're not being timid. You're not going to shrink back. You're going in confident and you're bold as the lion of Judah. And you say in the name of Jesus, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I bind you. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I bind lack in the name of Jesus. The Lord said that I'm prospering. I'm in good health as my soul prospers. I bind infirmity because Jesus Christ by the stripes of Jesus Christ I am healed you talk with authority and you see you can't use your words you got to use the word because the Bible tells us that when we put on our whole armor we got our helmet of salvation that means you need to know you saved see because that's that's protecting your head that's protecting your your mind you really got to know you saved you got to have your breastplate of righteousness you want to be girded up in righteousness you want to live righteous because it's the it's the righteous who you know the Bible says the the wealth of the wicked is going to be stored up for the righteous the Bible says the righteous is delivered by knowledge you know the bible said the just live by faith because righteous and justice synonymous because in the bible see sometimes the the word of god is talking to two different groups of people sometimes it's just talking to the saved or or the people of god and sometimes it's talking to the righteous because sometimes they're not the same my god <laughs> sometimes they're not the same so you got to be guarded up in righteousness you want to make sure that you're living as best you can a life with that's without practicing sin and that you constantly are living a life of confession repentance you know you're turning away you're not just confessing it but you're actually stopping it you stopping and you turning and you going back towards God when you have gotten off course right you got to make sure you're doing that and so that's living a life of righteousness you got to have that breastplate of righteousness because that's guarding your heart that's guarding your lungs that's guarding 
guarded, you know, that's guarding, you know, your the epicenter of life to what you need to live and to breathe, right? You know, the Bible tells us we move and we live and we have our being in Christ Jesus. You got to be secure in that, right? Then you got to have your belt of truth. What does the Bible say? The knowledge of the truth will make you free. You got to understand that if you are girded in the truth, if your loins are girded in the, up in the truth, you're going to be made free because that's what the Bible says. So you got to have your, uh, your belt of truth. Then you need your shield of faith. Why do you need your shield of faith? Because it's that shield of faith that is going to quench every fiery dart of the enemy. So no, yes, the weapon going to form. Come on. The Bible tells us that the weapon will form. We sometimes, I think we are so oblivious to the fact that just because we're Christians don't mean that the weapons won't form. That don't mean that the enemy won't try. That don't mean people won't come up against us. That don't mean people won't lie. That don't mean people won't mistreat you. That don't mean people won't do you wrong. You, it will. They will, but it won't prosper. Come on, my God. Just because it formed don't mean it prospered. You got to know. You got to know that you know that you know. And then you got to have that sword of the word of God. See, that's the offense. Everything else is defense, right? Your other armor is defense. It's keeping you protected. But see, it's that word. That's the offense. And that is the weapon. And that's going to cut down the schemes and cut down the traps and cut down the plot and plan of the enemy. So you got to know how to wield your sword. Just like if you in an army and you really in a battle. Like I can sometimes see visions of David going out to battle or Gideon. And just imagine, or even Joshua, when it was out there and they fighting against, you know, the, the Amalekites and they're fighting against all of these other pagan people and they having their weapons and they using their weapons and they're destroying people. And some of them, even some of David's men was so cold that some of them was killing a thousand by themselves, right? Can you imagine being out to battle and you really having to use your weapons and your life depend on it and you may be outnumbered? Could you imagine being one person and you're fighting an army or you're fighting a thousand? But see, how many of us know that if God is for you, who can be against you? There is more for you than against you. You got to open your eyes like Elisha's servant and you got to see the chariots of fire that's all around you. That's why it's important that you know that you free sis already. And you got to know that there's angels, there's a legion of armies of angels that are waiting to be dispatched. How do they be dispatched? The word. Psalms 103 and 20, it says that angels were created to do the will of God. They hearken to the word of God, right? So when you release the word of God over yourself, you release your angels and you put them to work. You give them an assignment. And so that's why you got to know it's not just your words. It ain't just what you need to pray with how you feel. No, put the word on it. It is the word that is powerful. It is quick and sharper than any two-edged sword. And then you need to be having your, be shod, right? Be secure in the sandals of the gospel of peace, right? Because the gospel brings peace, righteousness, joy, right? We understand that this is a temporal place, that the earth is passing away every day. But we understand that we have a home in heaven. Jesus said he'd go to prepare a place for you. In his father's house, it has many mansions. And if it were not so, he would have told you. So he's already there and he's already made preparations to receive you to come into, into his father's house. And so that's where we are. That's really our main goal. That is really our desire is to get back into our rightful place and in, 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 in the presence of God in 
heaven with him and Jesus. And so we have to understand the gospel. The peace is that we don't have to mourn as those that have no hope. The peace is that we know that we are going to spend eternity with Christ Jesus and God the Father. The peace is no matter what happens on this earth, that your that the word of God is forever settled and settled in heaven. And that you have received, you confess with your mouth, believed in your heart, you've been baptized with for the remission of sins, you've been baptized with the fire of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus, and you're living a life of righteousness, you shall be saved. In Jesus' name, you will inherit the kingdom. That is where your peace comes from. That no matter what happens here on this earth, your, your, your future is secure. Amen. But it's a mindset. It starts with a mindset because your mind is going to everything that's here in your mind is going to flow to your heart. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I think that's interesting in the word of God that it says that. Because in one scripture, it tells us that whatever so a man thinketh, so is he. So like whatever you're thinking, whatever your thought life is, whatever you meditate on, that's that's what you is so if you thinking bound if you think you're never gonna be able to stop having sex because i didn't heard people tell me that and these are people who profess to be christians you know and they say i can't see i can't not have sex i don't understand i don't see how you do it i don't see how you're abstinent like that's crazy to me how can how can you not have sex and i'm like oh you know i don't judge them because i understand they 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 just don't have the right revelation and the right understanding Right. So if you understood the word of God that tells you to flee fornication and to flee the lust of your youth, that in the Bible, it tells you numerous times in the New Testament that fornicators or sexual immoralities or, you know, those that practice sexual morality will not inherit the kingdom. If you have a right revelation and then you have understanding of that, then you know that, well, I'm not risking my soul, my salvation, because I for a few minutes, of, I guess that would be pleasure. Sometimes it is and sometimes it ain't, if we honest. So that's not, see, I'm not a gambler in that way. You know, that, that, that's not a good, that's not a good, that's not like that, that risk is too great. You know what I mean? So when you have that right understanding, so for me, it's just like, it's just very cut and dry. It's very simple. Oh, I ain't willing and no more. I've lived that life. I've been a fornicator. I've been in, you know, practicing perversion and sexual immorality and all of the nastiest things you can think of. I've done it. And because I was ignorant, I did not know better, but the, how much, we know when we, as we mature, we're, oh my goodness, this is so good to me that in First Corinthians 13, what Paul says, he said, when I was a child, meaning when I was younger, when I was immature, I thought as a child and I reasoned as a child. So I would think things like that, like, oh, God, you know, ain't no wrong with having sex or, oh, you know, God, you know, why would God not, you know, want me to have sex or God know my heart, all these things that we say. So when I was a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned as a child. But when I became a man, Paul said, but when I became a man, so he's saying, so when I matured, I put away childish things. So and as you mature and as you progress in your in your walk, right, as you go from faith to faith, glory to glory, you will find that there are certain things that you just just going to fall off. There are certain things you just not doing. There's certain revelations that you got, you received it, you understand. And you're like, okay, Lord, now I'm going to apply this to my life. So that's even about being free. Being free is not just getting free in the moment. It's, it can start there, right? Because sometimes we do need to be delivered. Some Sometimes we have, you know, something that is 
beyond us. You know, there are things I know there's a lot of um, controversy and teachings on people who are full of the Holy Spirit can't be demonized or, you know, you can't be, um, you know, possessed and all that stuff. You know, and I, I just say, you know, I pray God give us all the re revelation and, and, and that we all receive the truth and the truth make us all free. But I know for a fact that I've seen people that I know are Christians. Now, I don't I can't judge anybody's personal walk that's between them and God, but people that I know are Christian and they were demonized. I know someone very personally, and I know for a fact she was a Christian. I knew her for, at that, about 11 years. We was going to church together, very, very spiritually mature, very, you know, love God. And she had a demon, and it manifested in front of me. And it was a close friend of mine. So for me, I do believe if we have an open door, the enemy's coming in, right? Because that's what the Bible even speaks of. The Bible, because we know the Bible is written to believers. I, we, we should be able to agree on that. It's not necessarily written to unbelievers. It's written to believers and it's giving you, it's the blueprint, it's the handbook on how to function as a Christian and live your life, right? And what to do and not to do, you know, giving you, giving you the, you know, just giving you the tea, giving you the sauce, right? And how to live a life of godliness because the Bible tells us that we have given, been given everything we need for life and godliness, right? So the Bible is written to believers. But the Bible says when the demon is cast out, when the evil spirit is cast out and it goes searching to, to find rest and finds none. Right. And then it comes back to see its house, its house, meaning the person that it got casted out of. And this house is swept, is empty and it's swept up and it's clean, but it wasn't filled. And so then he goes and gets seven more as vicious as him and they come back and they go back into that house and it becomes seven times worse than they, they become seven times worse than they were before. Because what I think was interesting is, is it says that the house was swept and it was clean, but it wasn't filled. So I think when I hear that, I hear the revelation of sometimes we do get saved. I do believe that. I do believe if you truly are Confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart, Jesus Christ is Lord. And it's a true, and it's a true, true from your heart. And you're genuine in that. I do believe you get saved in that moment. But I don't believe everybody get filled in that moment. <laughs> My God. I don't believe everybody get filled with the Holy Spirit in that moment. Because I do believe that I have come across some Christians that I am, again, not judging anybody. Because I'm not God. I'm not a judge, right? At least I'd be judged. But I do believe I've come across... Christians or people who say they're Christians and I know they are they have they are not filled with the Holy Spirit so we we assume that everybody who is in church or everybody who say they are Christian or everybody you know who's you know been uh serving or x y and z we assume everybody is filled with the Holy Spirit but why do we assume that why do we assume we feel we need there should be evidence we because we know the Holy Spirit that is he is the down payment and, and, and he is the you know seal he is the down payment and the seal and the evidence of salvation right so if you if you're filled with the Holy Spirit then there is there should be some levels of conviction that should take place 
there should be some levels of discernment that should start taking place. There should be some fruit of the Holy Spirit in you because the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, he's a person and he is the mind of God. And so he, his job is as the helper is to empower you. His job is to convict you. His job is to, you know, to help you to live out this life, to help you do the things you can't do in your own strength, to help you overcome your battles with sin, to help you, you know, to stay on the path of righteousness, to help you to be more sensitive to him in the voice of God, you know, he, to lead you, you know, in the direction that the God has for your life. So anytime you, you have been saved, but you're still leave, living a lifestyle that you are very much still a part of the world, there is always that gray area. Has there been a feeling? And so, you know, the enemy is going to use anything in any way he can. Anytime you have unconfessed sin in your life, that's an open door because the Bible tells us don't give the enemy no place. Jesus said that Satan has come and he's found no place. Meaning there was no open doors. He had no way to enter in. If you give the enemy place, then he's going to come in because his objective is to kill, steal, and destroy. So you have to begin to renounce and denounce the things you know you've done. You have to go to Holy Spirit and ask him to reveal to you those things, those hidden areas of darkness, right? Those hidden works of darkness in your life that you may not even be aware of since sin forgive you you need to ask the lord to forgive you for sin knowingly and unknowingly right you need to know the things that you know you are doing that are against the will of god that are going against the principles and the precepts of god in the bible you need to repent I mean you need to stop and you need to turn around change your mind stop doing it there are things that we have to do practically in order to maintain our freedom right it's not just uh oh i'm free because christ came and it set me free no there there is our part we have to play so there was a, a whole lifestyle change that i had to do in order to walk out my freedom right i had to change the things that I did, change the places I went, change the people that I, you know, surrounded myself with, change the things that I allow myself to listen to, change the things that I allow myself to watch. I had to in order to break free because I understand if I give the enemy place, he's coming. And the Bible tells me that when they come back, they coming back seven more vicious. And I ain't going back there because I know what that bondage was like when I was there. And so again, it starts with your mind. And today we're breaking feast free, sister. I pray something. You receive some revelation today, some wisdom, some confirmation. But you have to understand, yes, you are free. You need to believe that in your mind. You need to start declaring the scriptures of freedom and what, how the blood has made you free, how Christ has made you free, how God has already brought you out. You have to believe. You have to walk by faith and not by sight. You're not always going to feel free. There are many a times where I was in that, in the midst of that battle of really um, overcoming um, that sexual sin and masturbation and um, pornography that I didn't feel free. There are many times that I felt literally like I was getting weary. I was feeling like I was just being overtaken, like I was feeling like I was fighting a losing battle. I didn't feel free, but I still had to hold on to the word that Christ said, I'm free, though. And I know I'm saved and I know that I, I know that I love God. And I know, you know, that the that the word can't lie. I know God's not a man that he shall lie or know the son of man that he shall repent. So I understand he don't cast a ship to shadow. He the same yesterday, today and forevermore. So I had to understand that it's not about my feelings. Your freedom not about your feelings, sister. 
Your freedom is about the truth. Your freedom ain't even about your reality. I don't care where you are in your life. I don't care what you're struggling with. I don't care what you did last night, what you did a few minutes ago. I don't care how long you've been enslaved to whatever behavior, whatever thought pattern process, whatever addiction. I don't care how long you've been sitting and shacking up with that man. I don't care how many kids you got. I don't care. That don't mean nothing to God because all things are possible with God and all things are possible for those who believe. Do you believe you're free? That's what it boils down to. Do you believe you're free? Because if you believe you're free, you're going to start speaking that you're free. You're going to start declaring that you're free. And then you're going to start seeing your freedom. I thank God that I had to go through. No, I don't thank God for how long I was in that place of bondage with sexual sin. I don't, you know, want to ever go back there. But I learned so much in that, especially on my way out. Because that's how good God is. Because he said all things work together for the good of those that love God and are called according to his purposes. So regardless of what your process looked like, it's going to work for your good. My process was ugly. My process was hard. I cried many, many, many tears. I felt defeated on many occasions. I wanted to give up. I was so tired many a times. But God, his grace was sufficient. And here I am on the other side. And I, I don't have no thoughts, praise God. And I just declared that I won't. Because why? Because my, I, my body is a living sacrifice. And it is a reasonable service unto the Lord. I'm holy for thou art holy. Because I flee the lust of my youth. My youth. I flee fornication, right? Because I, I hate every false way. I declare the word over my life. Not necessarily my thoughts and my feelings. But I just declare the word. So I can keep reminding myself. So I can stay free. But I thank God that I don't have that desire anymore, that that feeling don't come and just arrest me at night. Man, sometimes I used to be in my own world about to go to sleep. I had I wasn't watching nothing inappropriate, listening to nothing inappropriate. And I would be trying to go to sleep and it's like that thing would just come out of nowhere and arrest me. And just like it would, it, it's like it would literally just come so strong and take over me. And it was like I would be trying to battle it like, no, I'm not about to. I'm not masturbating. I'm not masturbating. Like. And I would even say it out of my mouth and, you know, but what I wasn't doing in that moment, I wasn't using my sword. I wasn't going to the word and picking the word up. So that's what's really important. You got to use the word. But I remember those days. And this is in the process where I had knew that God had freed me. Like I knew I was free, but I still had to go through it. And it was not easy. But being on the other side, I have learned so much. I have gained so much authority. I've gained so much um, wisdom, you know, and so much understanding. And I'm able to go back and help pull my sister out. My sister who might be struggling secretly in the closet with sexual sin, whether it's perversion, whether it's masturbation, whether it's pornography, whether it's lesbianism, whether it's for just sex, you know, just can't stop don't want to stop or can't stop having sex whatever it is it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because there's no hierarchy of sin sin is sin but we do know um based on the bible that all sin is equal but except sexual sin because every other sin is done outside the body and it is sexual sin that is done inside the body so we do have to understand there's there's different effects and different consequences of sexual sin because it is something we do to our own body right but it doesn't matter you still can be free it don't matter it don't matter i doubled and dabbled in lesbianism i did i've, I've been with women and god it set me free. Okay.
So don't think for one moment that your situation is too difficult, it's too hard, it's too far gone, that maybe, yeah, it'll work for everybody else. Because sometimes that's that bondage speaking through us. We'll think like, oh, that's for them. That's for her. God did that for her, baby. No, he's no respecter of person. He did it for me, sister. He can do it for you. He wants to do it for you. He got me on here doing this whole podcast on breaking free. But see, breaking free is not just about him just coming and snatching it from you. Yes, he can. And sometimes he does. But see, a lot of times the root be so deep in us or be so deep in our bloodline that he has to go what seems like the roundabout way. But he has to go and deal with the root. Right. See, for me, sexual sin, perversion, all of that stuff that was deeply rooted in my bloodline. So it wasn't just something that I was just being uh, overtaken by or being controlled and dominated by something I was enslaved to. A lot of people in my family is enslaved to it. So it was even more difficult because that thing was a heavy chain. But how many of us know that every yoke is still broken by the anointing? The captives still are set free. The, the prisoners are still liberated. The bronze gates and the iron bars have still been broken. In the name of Jesus Christ, there will still be a, be a violent shaking. And God will come and shake up everything in your life. And, and like he did in Acts 16 and 26. And when Paul and Silas was in that prison, they got in prison and they was thrown into the inner prison. Sometimes we are in the inner prison. Why? Because it's in the inner prison where freedom comes from. Because, see, they were thrown not just in prison, but in the inner prison because they casted that demon out of that girl, the um, the girl with the spirit of divination or a python spirit who was fortune telling. And she was following them and she was saying um, things that were true. That's so interesting to me. I, that story is so profound because this girl, even though she was saying it out of the wrong spirit, she was saying what was true. She was saying, these are mighty men of God. These are the men of the Lord. You know, she was saying these things. And there were true things, true things. And she followed him for about three days. And after the third day, just I guess Paul's spirit was grieved to the point where he just turned around and he said, come out, you know, come out now in Jesus name. And that spirit came out that same hour. Because we also got to be aware. That's where that discernment and that understanding comes in. You got to be aware that every time a person prophesies or somebody gives a word and even though it can be it can be correct, it can be true. That don't mean the source is of God. So you want to be mindful. But see, because they cast that demon out of her, you think people would have been happy. No, they were enraged. They were they were they were angry. They were irate that she received deliverance in that moment because they were profiting off her bondage. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. How many of you know that sometimes people are profiting? Hello. Hi, Yusuf. How many of us know that people will profit off of your bondage? How many of us know that the kingdom of darkness profits off your bondage? So no, just because you desire to be free and just because it is your right, deliverance is your portion. Deliverance is the children's bread. That is an inheritance of being a child of God deliverance is yours however don't think that every person and certainly don't think that the kingdom of darkness is excited about your deliverance come on now in Acts 20 Acts 16 and 26 that girl got delivered and, and that demon came out in that hour in that same hour and it did not cause people to be celebratory it caused people to riot and be enraged and her masters got Paul and Silas it's thrown into the inner prison for doing something good but see it wasn't good for them see that's what you got to understand this thing with your freedom it's not going to always be easy because there are things and forces and people that are benefiting off and profiting off of your bondage see that girl who had the spirit of divination she was a fortune teller and she made her masters a lot of money going around telling fortunes 
going around using the spirit of divination to you know tell the future and be, once that demon got cast out she no longer was operating in that so she was no longer of any use so they they now they mad and so the men of god they got put in not just prison but the inner prison because of deliverance because of somebody's freedom but see how how many of us know that god is so intentional and what was meant for evil god means for good so even though they were thrown in that inner prison in the midnight hour it says that they were praying and singing hymns come on now so they in the prison they had already been beaten they weren't just thrown into the inner prison hold on one second they weren't just thrown into the inner prison they were beaten before they were thrown into the inner prison, but they still stood on the word of God. They still believed God and trusted God and were singing hymns and praying in front of all of those other prisoners. Can you imagine that you in the same place of every uh, other people who bound you in the same place of prisoners, you in prison and not just prison, but the inner prison. And next thing you know, you, you're, you're just continuing to worship you're continuing to praise you continue to give thanks to god because you understand that your god is able and your circumstance does not negate god's sovereignty and it was in them being imprisoned for the for them breaking someone free that they was able to get in prison and they broke other people free because it was through their it was through their their worship and their praying that the violent earthquake came and there was a great shaking and the prison walls came down the doors came open and the chains fell off so sometimes it seemed like we might be as we're trying to go and become free or we're trying to be delivered, it may seem like things are getting more difficult or getting hectic because they probably are. Because the, because the forces of darkness are not sit trying to just see you free. They profited off your bondage. As long as you bound, you're not in purpose. As long as you bound, you're not in position. As long as you bound, you're not a threat to them. So they don't want to see you get free. So the moment you begin to try to walk in your freedom, you try to break free, you try to get free. The kingdom of darkness is going to turn up the heat because they don't want you. They don't want you to get freedom because they are benefiting from you being bound because they don't have to worry about whatever God placed in you for you using that to, to bring destruction on the kingdom of darkness so in the same way that Paul and Silas got thrown into prison for bringing deliverance to that to that girl with the spirit of divination when we enter into our season or we enter in our moments of deliverance the enemy will try to come into us he will try to bring things even harder he will try to deceive us and make us think that we not free he will try to deceive us and make us think that we can't get out the prison but if you keep praying and if you keep praising you're going to see that those chains are just going to fall off you're not even going to have to do nothing the chains are just no i'm not reading the newspaper you said but you know what the, the you can be free too whatever spirit is in you freedom is your portion today we don't play okay you can sit here you can comment or you can get a word or you can get free and you can feel the power of the lord of the lord set you free today amen so anyway anytime you de dealing with your freedom and you you gotta understand that it is not going to be easy but you are already victorious you have the victory christ have given it to you he's delegated you that power when he ascended to the right hand of the father so even though you may feel 
feel as though your life is getting diff more difficult because you are beginning to walk in your freedom. You beginning, you beginning to repent from that sinful life. You're beginning to walk away from your wicked ways. You're beginning to believe the word of God that you are free. You're declaring it over your life. Know that the enemy will try to throw every stone he can. He's going to try to form every weapon, but it's not going to prosper. You got to keep your eyes on Christ. You got to keep your eyes on the mark. You got to keep going forward. And even though you might be in the inner prison, even though you might feel like you've been you beaten beat up, even though it may seem unfair. See, it was unfair for them to be in prison because all they did was deliver the girl. That's all they did. They didn't they didn't break no law. But see, sometimes it's it, we we have to sometimes we are dealing with things that other people did. Sometimes we are receiving bondages or we're in prisons because of stuff that happened in our bloodline, because stuff that people, our ancestors and our forefathers did, because sometimes we have to go through and be the bloodline breaker. You got to be the one to break the generational curse and that thing ain't going to want to break. So you got to stand firm on the word of God. You got to stand firm on the word and you got to trust that just like he did it for Paul and Silas, you can be in an inner prison. You can feel like you in a pit. You can be in the fire seven times higher, hotter as like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, but God will still be the fourth man in the fire. Amen. God will still be the fourth man in the fire. So you got to understand that breaking free, sometimes it is going to be that struggle. It's going to seem like it's a war. It's going to seem like darkness is still overtaking you. The enemy is still going to try to deceive you to make you feel like you can't get free. God bless you, Prophet uh, Dr. Seth. God bless you. It's going to seem like that. But he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. And the moment you begin to renew your mind and you begin to believe the truth, you will be made free and even though they were put in prison for something that they didn't even do wrong that they did the right thing they were thrown in a prison they was in that prison praising worshiping and even more people got free because that's how God is because he said all things were together all things work together for the good of those that love God and are called according to his purposes. So it does not matter what the enemy try to do. God will take what the enemy means for evil and he will use it for his good and his glory. And you will come out free. And not only will you come out free, you will even have people coming out free with you. Because not only did all the prisoners get free, because really they could have all walked out. But Paul understood the assignment. He knew it wasn't time. And so they stayed because that, that guard was going to take his own life because he thought they all escaped, but they were still there. And so what did that do? That was that gave the segue for now that guard was able to get saved and not just him, his whole house. His whole house. So sometimes freedom ain't just about you. Sometimes the, the prison ain't just about you. Sometimes the bondage is not just about you because it's about all the other people that God is going to use you to set free. So yes, it's going to seem unfair. Yes, it's going to seem difficult. Yes, it's going to seem like, you know, that you're not feeling like you're free. You know, you're battling and the enemy might seem like he coming in on every side. But what did David say? The enemy will come in on every side, but the Lord going to deliver you from them all. The enemy may come to try to eat up your flesh, but he going to stumble and fall. So it does not matter. You can't put your eyes on the enemy. You got to put your eyes on the truth of the word of God. And freedom is your portion. Freedom is the children's bread. You're already free. You're already free. Okay. Yes. 
I'll speak slower. Amen. I'll speak slower. I'm sorry. That's how it is sometimes, you know, when uh, the spirit of God, when the Holy Ghost take over, I apologize. Um, But yeah, you know, I just be flowing, um, Yusuf. uh, But um, to God be the glory and praise God for you. Um, And I just pray that God gives you understanding. Um, Even though you're not an English native speaker, we know that God, he's the giver of all languages, all nations, all tongues. In the name of Jesus. So I just pray that he will allow you to have a spirit of discernment and understanding to receive whatever it is that he needs you to receive from this um, podcast today. Amen. Um, and I just want to just say that God is in he's in the business of wanting us to un- exercise our right. Like we have an inheritance as believers. We have an inheritance as being Christ followers. We have been adopted into the kingdom of heaven and freedom is our portion. He got then Christ did not die for us to just stay in bondage, but we will have to enforce our freedom. We will have to war for it. You know, the Bible will say that the kingdom suffer violence and the violent take it by force. Sometimes you just got to forcefully take back your take back your freedom, take back your mind, you know, take back your peace. Take back your family, whatever it is that the enemy is trying to steal, kill and destroy in your life, whatever the whatever the bondage, the band of bondage that he's trying to use to keep you out of the will of God, to keep you out of your purpose. We know that it's already he's defeated. He's a defeated foe. Your enemies are a footstool under your feet. God bless you, Yusuf. He's a he's a footstool under your feet, and that's where you got to keep him under your feet. He's roaring. He's just around roaring as a lion. He's not a lion. We are bold as the lion of Judah as believers. We have to walk in authority. We have to walk confidently and boldly, and we got to enforce our victory through the word of God, and we got to tell the enemy, no, you get back, enemy. No, my freedom is mine. No, my family is mine. No, my marriage is mine. No, my prosperity is mine. No, my healing is mine why because the bible says so because the word says so because it and, and and the enemy can't transcend the word it's the word that has power it's the word you got to stand on that word your freedom is coming from you being in that word and standing on that word and anytime the enemy try to try to form a weapon you abolish it in the name of Jesus with the word. You you lay the axe to the root of it with the word. You render it inoperative with the word. And you walk confidently and boldly as a delivered free believer, man, woman in Christ Jesus. That is what he came. It don't matter what it is. It don't matter what the addiction is, what the mindset is, what the behavior is. It don't matter how long you, you've been, you know, had unforgiveness in your heart. It don't matter how long you struggle with something. Deliverance is your portion and you are free already. You just have to renew your mind and believe it. Whatever you believe, whatever so a man think of, so is he. Out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth going to speak because see what goes, what's in your mind is going to go into your heart. That's why it's out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you got to, you got to be mindful of what you're believing. Don't believe what you see. Believe what God said. Believe the word and just stand on that. Declare that every day, no matter where you are in the world, no matter what you're going through, no matter what's happening in the world. Yes, chaos is all around us, but we have peace because the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. 
We have to know what the word says and we have to stand on that thing. Be steadfast, unyielding, and immovable. Your circumstances can't, can't move you. No enemy can move you. Opposition cannot move you, right? Because you're steadfast on the word and you're believing God to be true to his word. He, he keeps his promises and his covenants to a thousand generations. He is faithful to his word. So the word, if you want to know how you're breaking free today, you're breaking free through the word, through the word of God. That is your ticket to freedom. It is very simple. Know what the word says about your situation. Know what the blood has already done for you. Know that you already have the authority. Know that you will tread on the lion and the scorpion, the young lion and the adder, and nothing shall by any means injure you. Know that. And I just I just pray that this blessed you all. Thank you all for just tuning in on today's episode of Breaking Free, where we just was breaking off bondage today, breaking off the yoke and band of bondage and breaking every, you know, sometimes it's just a stronghold in our mind. Sometimes it's not a physical thing. Sometimes it's just a mindset. Sometimes it's a thought process. Whatever it is, the Bible tells us in Romans 12 and 1 that we are to, we're to be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? Well, he told us in Joshua how we renew our mind. We meditate on the word day and night and we'll have success in everything that we do. Right. So, again, know that word. And I don't even have my Bible out in front of me. But again, it is not because I'm, you know, bragging or boasting. And it's not because I'm better than anybody else. This is what's in you is going to come out. That's just plain and simple. So when you sow to the spirit, you reap life. If you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. So if you're sowing to your spirit by sending that word, it's going to come out when you need it. You don't got to know every single chapter verbatim. You don't have to even know every address. All you need to know is the word and how to use it. Amen. And so I just thank God. I give all glory to him because it is him who has brought me this far because I've been on the other side. I've been in the dark side. Amen. But God is faithful. And he is able. And like I always say, he's not a respecter of persons. If he did it for me, he said in Ezekiel, he wished that none shall perish. None. Not even the wicked. So he desires for all to be saved. That's why he gave his only begotten son for the world. Every nationality, creed, tongue. It doesn't matter who you are, where you from. None of that matters. He died for the world. For God so loved the world. Amen. And so we believe that and we know that he won't none to perish. And so he desires you to be free. He desires for you to have peace. He desires for you to be blessed. Amen. He don't get nothing out with up, being up in heaven, looking down, seeing you down, dusted, busted and disgusted. No, he said that he wants to, you to be, have all these blessings come and overtake you. Right. He said you blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessing you're going out, blessing you're coming in. Right. He wants you to receive the inheritance. Right. Because we are his posterity. We are his inheritance right we are his possession and so what father like in matthew it says what father if you go ask for a fish is gonna give you a snake like what if you ask for a bread gonna give you some stones what father you being evil are even good to your own children how much more will your heavenly father do for those who ask him Amen. That's why it's so important. You got to know what the words say. You got to know how to go petition your father go boldly before the throne of grace asking for what you want and have to, you have to believe it in that you perceived it. You got to believe today that you're free. If you don't feel free, so what? You don't got to feel free. You got to know you're free. Because Christ came to set you free. 
And so I just thank you all for joining in on the podcast today. I appreciate every one of you. Blessings, blessings, blessings. I pray that God will bless you. And I pray that he will bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you and grant.